Round seven of the NRL kicks off this Thursday. And for his thoughts uh, for the round, NRL legend and the Sweet and Sour podcast main man, Jamie Sour, joins me. Uh, good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon. How are you, mate? Yeah, going great guns, mate. And uh, we're really starting to see the divide with the top and the bottom of the eight, aren't we? Yeah, we certainly are. I think last week was a real, um, I guess, great weekend for footy. A couple of big matchups, but we we see the cream rise to the top. I think the top eight's sort of sorted. They'll jostle for position, obviously. But, yeah, last weekend was a real uh, luxury for those, I guess, purists that love watching the game. There's a, a lot of teams, you know, hitting at each other to try and get uh, the best out of each other, and Parramatta and Roosters did. That set the standard, so... Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure the eight will stay the same, but uh, I'll tell you what, for those teams that are struggling, it could be a long rest of the year. Games start off with the Penrith Panthers taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Yeah, Penrith were great last week. I think they needed to win that tight one against Melbourne. Obviously, they haven't had a good record against Melbourne. Uh, I think it's only the third time out of the last 21 clashes that they've won now, so they needed to win a tight game, and Nathan Cleary needed to ice that just for their confidence after the tight game they had against Newcastle. He wasn't there, so that'll do them the world good. South Sydney, I'm really looking forward to South Sydney. I think that they've been building nicely. Uh, we've spoken about, again, that they were going to go on a run. They've had a couple of easy wins over the Titans and Warriors. I'm expecting them to come out of the gates firing, uh, but this Penrith side might be just too good on the night. At Cogra, they've played there, uh, but no one knows Cogra better than Wayne, so I'm, I'm actually torn in this game. I, I think I'll say Panthers, but uh, don't be surprised if I send out a tweet at 7.58 uh, getting ready for, for the bunnies. Well, like I said, Sunday, mate, I'm locked into the Rabbits. I'm a, I'm a newfound Rabbits fan for 2020 now. I'm, I'm, I've got them at 17s, 19s and 26s, so here we go. Two games two games on Friday night. The Melbourne Storm uh, take on the Warriors. Yeah, look, I think if you're a Melbourne fan, uh, you, you know they're going to be there or thereabouts. They just do the regular season better than, than everyone else. But they do. They are a little bit skinny in the outside backs. And we saw some stuff the other night from unlike Melbourne. You know, they conceded a soft try to Villiam and kick out. Their edges looked a little bit shot. You know, Cameron Munster and Cam Smith will get you in most games and probably be able to to beat most teams, but, you know, these five or six top teams, they, they just can't do that. And they struggled the other night. Warriors, turmoil, how many times can they dig into the emotion basket this year? Uh, you think about that playing group and how saddened they are by the departure of Stephen Kearney, but there was a decision that had to be made. Uh, I hadn't seen any improvement there. There's so much inconsistency. I understand, you know, I think it's two separate things we can look at with the Warriors. We can look at the off-field stuff and what they've done and, and all that kind of stuff, and we appreciate that, and we'll, we'll never understand that. Yeah. But then it comes back to two points every week, and if you're not competing and you're not you know, getting the best out of players, then a decision has to be made. So, um, yeah, I think that Melbourne do it quite comfortably. And the Sydney Roosters take on the Dragons, who have gone back-to-back uh, on the second game Friday night. Yeah, the Roosters outstanding last week. Jeez, they're bloody good. Um, yeah, they're, they're looking for three in a row, obviously, uh, with the titles this year. And uh, until until someone shows that they're going to beat them, yeah, twice in a month, that's what you've got to do. You, you've got to hope that everyone can beat them twice in a month. I don't mm. think they can do that. So uh, the Roosters look outstanding. Brett Morris, James Tedesco, we could talk about them every time we we catch yeah, up, oh, but yeah. they, they are just so good. Dragons, be interested to see how they go this week because they've they're through the easy part of their draw now. I think the next month. You know, he's a real testing period for those guys. And, you know, I think Paul McGregor, if they concede, if they can compete this week, 
and not concede 30, 40 points, you know, they're going to be sort of on the right track. But if they come out and stink it up, then the last two weeks against Cronulla and, and the Titans have really masked their problems. So uh, i be interested to see how they go, but I think the Roosters do it comfortably. Three games on Super Saturday, the first which kicks off at 3pm. The North Queensland Cowboys take on the Newcastle Knights. Yeah, look, as sad as it, yeah, as much as it saddens me, this could be the end for Paul Green. Next five weeks, they play five of the top six teams, I think. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be tough for them. Uh, last week, what we saw from them, 34 points in the first half, was was not up to NRL standards. And people say, well, they came out in the second half. Well, the game was already gone. The West yep. Tigers took the foot off the pedal. Uh, if you look at the Newcastle Knights, they're real snaky. Uh, I, I probably haven't given them enough credit as, as I should have uh, throughout... Yeah, judging them and, and watching them and stuff like that. Kurt Mann's been fantastic. I think he's growing into that role nicely. The challenge for Newcastle is these are the games they should win, right? These are the games that when you're a good team, you just go out and get the job done. Uh, like the Roosters have, you know, Melbourne have for so many years. When you're trying to be a good team, it's easy to get up for the big games. Yeah. Yeah, and York Queensland will come out of the gates. They'll be embarrassed after last week. Newcastle have to travel. Uh, yeah, I think that Newcastle get the job done. But don't be surprised if, if they're trailing early. Uh, Brisbane Broncos take on the Gold Coast Titans in the local derby on in the 5.30 time slot. <laughs> oh, yeah, giddy up. I mean, <laughs> this has got so many storylines. This could be the best game of the weekend because we could have 200 points scored or, <laughs> yeah, we could have a... Um, you know, a couple of players changing clubs at half time. We don't know, but uh, it, look, it's the Broncos. The worst thing for the Broncos is to come out and win fifty nil. That would just mask so many of their problems, and you know, be giving false hope to everyone to say that they're back because they're not. They are a long way off being the proud Brisbane Broncos that we've seen, you know, for the last twenty, thirty years. So. I'm expecting the changes to, to sort of come through and, and help out the team a little bit, but it's going to come down to whether Croft and Milford can get this forward pack you know, going in the right direction and whether Seabold's made the right changes. Gold Coast Titans, we're not expecting anything from them. Uh, I sent out a tweet last night. Yeah, if they can get Fafita and New and, and get a couple of other players, then all of a sudden the Titans start to look like a good prospect. You think about they've got Big Tino, Fasumalawi coming there next year, so... They've got some guys coming through, potentially, that they could turn their roster around pretty quickly like Newcastle did. So uh, I think the Broncos get the job done, but don't be surprised if they're trailing and you know, it turns into a scrap fest and it's 36-24 or something like that. In the match of the round, uh, comes up 7.35pm Saturday night. Uh, Parramatta Eels take on the Canberra Raiders. Um, look, the Raiders have started to look a little bit wobbly the last couple of weeks. Yeah, agree. Uh, Parramatta again. This is another challenge for them. They were in the game right up, you know, until sort of 18 minutes when Kiri puts that try on, and they would have learned a lot about themselves. And that they can compete with the Roosters, and that's again, you know, we're talking about when you're trying to become a good team and be consistent, you're going to be in those battles, and sometimes it's the scoreboard doesn't reflect how much effort you put in the game. But this week they bounced back against a, a Raiders side that they should be on current form. The Raiders for me. Yeah, their attack just is really troubling. You, know, you mm. think about 22 points, 18, 12 and 6 the last month. I just haven't been able to click inside the 20. And I've tried to... I don't know whether it's George Williams or, or Hodgson, but Whiten seems like the only threat because they don't play at the back. They don't have any shape to be able to go there. And we all thought that after they smashed the storm that they'd be able to 
you know, play that game against everyone. But I think George Williams is finding out that in the NRL you get found out pretty quickly uh, from week to week. So there's a lot of pressure on the Raiders at the moment. I think Parramatta get the job done. Two games on Sunday. The first of those, the Manly Seagulls take on the Sharks. And, and Manly, with the amount of outs they had last week, showed the true grit and the heart that's, uh, that's at Brookie at the moment. Yeah, they did. That was the performance of the weekend. When you think about you know, a club that is skinny on depth already and against Canberra and had everything to, to play for early on and then all of a sudden they lose three guys, including their best player in turbo. So uh, I think Manly get the job done this week, but I'm not I'm not sure on how much more injury toll they can take. They're one more injury away from potentially you know sliding down to seventh or eighth and, and missing another opportunity having DCE and Turbo in the same team. Uh, they get Marty to power back. Moses Sully comes back. So they're back a few of their guys. But, yeah, it just every time you watch Manly, you think, and I've, and I've talked about them, I've talked how good they are, you think these guys are just one injury away from, from being, you know, not in that sort of top echelon. So uh, you're worried about Manly. But if there's a chance that the Cronulla Sharks can upset them at this Sunday, they weren't great last week, the Sharks. And Sean Johnson, for me, it's funny because half the people that watch him think that last week was a good game for Sean. I watched last week and thought that there was some, still some indecisiveness with his mm. decisions, and yeah, you know, he's not making the players around him better. And you look at his try assists and everything on the outside says that he's having a good year, whereas I'm looking at other things and it's not not showing me what I want to see. So uh, they they've got the chance this week. I think they'll be the, the smoky to to upset one of these top teams this weekend. But Manly should get the job done. And uh, as it is always the case, the last game Sunday, the pants are back on, and uh, we're looking for a replay where the Bulldogs take on the Tigers. It's got to be said though, the Tigers uh, just one win away from being inside the eight. Yeah, it's the Canterbury side last week. Geez, they tried hard, but just never felt like. They were going to win that game. They just didn't have enough attack. And, you know, they get their opportunities and they don't really know how to finish their sets uh, to be able to build pressure and hang in a grind. And, you know, they try hard, but you just know they're not there. Uh, the Tigers, danger game for the Tigers. They went up to the Titans. They were flying high. They, you know, going, this is a game they should win. They get beaten by the Titans and all of a sudden they've got to rip back the walls and start again. So... Uh, but respecting the Tigers to come out and win this game after last week, Michael McGuire would be filthy they let in 20-odd points and, and made it the game in that second half because when you're in a good team and you're dominating, the last, you get behind the line and it becomes 34-6. The first sentence it said is, let's not make this a game and make it 34-20 because we know Monday we're going to get into a video and know that we weren't, yeah, yeah we're going to get hammered. Rather than having a good win at 34-6 or 34-0, yeah, we're going to be starting to strip back how we defensively we were soft in the second half. And I know they had some excuses, but a game of the Tigers should win. The pants will definitely be on. It's cold down here in Sydney. <laughs> uh, Sunday Sunday night, 6.30. I think I'll be wrapped up with a Kit Kat and a Powerade, just chilling out watching this game because uh, I'll be all worn out from the other games. But I think Tigers get the job done. Best way to get involved with the Sweet and Sad podcast. Yeah, so it's our podcast. Uh, we're trying to bring back a new knockout wars or chocolate wars. We've had, we've had beer wars, chocolate wars, so we're going to see what we're doing. But every Tuesday night we record that. Uh, we had a bit of fun. The big show's back, so keep an eye out for his dear diary. I think it was one of his best this week. Jamie Sound, thanks for your time. Too easy, thank you. Thanks.